3: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's Bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
0: Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. The title of our podcast today is A Man Called Lucky. The story of Charles Lucky Lightoller, who was had a very interesting life. We're going to talk about his all his escapades. Um, but before we do, I would like to remind everyone that we are a comedy podcast where we take a look at true crime and um, some stranger stories in history, and we use adult language. So if that offends you, we would suggest you checking out one of the other fine independent podcasts out there. And We have a couple of favorites that we always recommend, Insight, and uh, they walk among us. So if uh, foul language offends you, um, please check those two out. Uh, if you're okay with adult language, then stick around for all of our hijinks. Um,
3: I feel like we're being a little pretentious calling this a comedy podcast. Well, to me. I don't yeah. like the word hijinks. It makes <laughs> us sound like we're on the Scooby-Doo gang. <laughs> I would, before we get started,
0: though, I do want to thank. Um, we had a fundraiser this weekend, and uh, it was for one of our listeners, Hiro, who um, unfortunately was tragically killed in a car accident. And um, the group, our, our, our listeners, the Dwee family, came together along with the podcasting community. We had a fundraiser, and uh, it was very successful. We raised a lot of money for uh, Hiro's widow and his little girl. And I just want to thank everyone who was involved in that, all the podcasters that volunteered their time and services, all of the listeners, and of course, all our members of our Dweep family. And a, uh, thank, a special thank you to Dominique, who is here today, who helped organize it. We really appreciate that and um, trying to make the best out of a terrible situation. But uh, we thank everyone for your support. Now I would like to introduce our panel, and we're going to start with the lovely and charming Dominique, and uh, this is. Uh, I don't have a good introduction for Dominique yet, but we're working on one. But uh, how are you doing now, Dominique?
4: I'm doing all right, Timmy. How are you?
0: I'm fine. You're sober today. That's a good sign.
4: I am. I'm sober
1: every <laughs> day. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Yeah. Well,
2: okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, Otis. Yeah, you're sober. <laughs> so, With air you, quotes. You got, this, uh... you got your two day chip, I see. So, yeah. Carrying that around with some great pride, one, yeah. on, she's on, on step one. <laughs> I can't wait till she gets to that apology thing. Go ahead. That's going to take some nothing time to
4: apologize for, and yeah. you came out guns blazing. I don't even know what you're talking <laughs> okay, about. Okay, so
0: much for step number one. I am going to look up the twelve steps. Okay. Step
4: number one.
0: It's recognizing you have a problem, right?
4: That's correct. All right. Which actually, um, I believe I'm the only person in this room who doesn't. So, <laughs> I would now. Come who on.
2: doesn't recognize it or doesn't have the problem?
4: <laughs> doesn't have the problem. Oh, uh,
0: now we all recognize we've got problems. Mm-hmm, yeah. We're all we're okay on one. It's that step two <laughs> <It's> <laughs> that we struggle with. But anyway, Dominique, uh, things going all right with you?
1: Things
4: are all right, Timmy.
0: You're doing some exciting things for the podcast. You're out there trying to get us some. Um, opportunities we're, uh, gonna, we're gonna be in we we're had
4: a great weekend it was a lot of fun to do the uh the date auction and we yes. are very grateful for all of the other podcasters out there who uh donated their time and money and effort and um all the dweebs who participated and people who came in from other groups who participated yeah, we also celebrated uh my aunt renee's birthday which was a lot of fun and that's uh, the
0: Mrs. Colonel
4: yes the, the lovely Mrs. Colonel so she uh she doesn't look a day over 40 she's gorgeous she is very lovely
0: all right so happy birthday Renee um before we go on I just want to before I forget this script today it's it's a really funny story and it was mm-hmm. submitted the script was written and researched and written by Jason Dykes so Jason thank you very much for um, all your work it's, it's it's a really great story and we're looking forward to it and we know that uh, our listeners is going to love it okay um let me now introduce uh our other member of our panel who is of the female persuasion uh a woman who is known across the land as brandy the benevolent queen
3: brandy the first how are you brandy i'm good timmy how are you doing
0: I am fine.
3: How was your vacation? My vacation was wonderful. The internet was a little spotty, but it was good. Where did you fucking go? Mars? I mean, the Amazon? No, I think that the place that we were staying, I think it just didn't, it wasn't equipped to deal with all of the people that were there. Oh. So it was just... A slow. It was really slow, really intermittent, and it would kick you off, and it was crazy, but... It yeah. was it was lovely. I had that problem when I went to Costa Rica. I think sometimes though it's uh beneficial to be kicked off for a while. You know what I mean? It's well, and there was pretty good to stay offline. Sometimes. We were at the beach and there was a tropical storm. I mean it could have been there was a tropical storm oh, out, you know, cool. to that see. Been cool. yeah. Well, I didn't see it. It was out for it was down like by Florida, but it was fucking up all the ocean. We were getting big waves and nice shit going on. Yeah, it was a good time. So it was what, South Carolina? hmm Yeah, it's we were in South Florida, Carolina. Huh? It was, it was. If I, you know, right. it'd be a sweet place to be. But you came home and you had some problems. I did, I did. I came home and my house had been broken into while my husband was sleeping. And He's a sound
0: sleeper, apparently. He
3: is not a sound <laughs> sleeper. He's a very light sleeper. You had been burgled. Which is kind of fucked up. Burgled? Not Burgled, nobody burgled me. It nobody was a took. fucking
0: Pink Panther. I bet it was that Pink Panther fucker.
3: Maybe, but the Pink <laughs> Panther was a diamond and... Oh. Um, do you so, think maybe it didn't? So nothing was missing. Nothing was missing. Do you think they just stood over Dave and watched him
2: sleep? Dude,
0: that's <laughs> fucking creepy, dude. That I've is seen, creepy. I've seen videos of people, you know, where people. Have done I do that, that with a pillow sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking like, uh, what's that movie? I, d- I don't know.
3: Oh, There's lots of movies. Hand like that, that rocks a cradle. Paranormal I mean, activity. Oh yeah, I know no, I watched yeah, that movie. But oh, so we good. did the that. First one was
0: good, but then the next well, four no. was the same one, same movie sure. basically.
3: So we did that, and then we're also having some kind of plumbing issue, so I can't. Could they be use, related? I doubt it. So I can't use my. Perhaps kitchen he sink. didn't. Perhaps he didn't flush.
2: <laughs> perhaps I he, don't
3: think that's the issue. Is it possible that I he could have
2: taken a dump in
3: your sink? <laughs> well, I suppose anything's possible. <laughs> I mean, he was by himself. Well it might have been a she. Uh, it might I I'm, I'm It gonna, may have been a band of midgets. It could <laughs> Colonel? Have been a band of midgets. Oh, you can't You it, don't trust a band of midgets.
2: No, it's like gypsies though, all over. Well I and mean you quick. you can spot them the gypsies easier, but the midgets yeah. they yeah. hide behind you
3: you have to look down to see So I have no laundry, no kitchen sink. I have no Hold on, washing I'm machine, sorry. no kitchen sink. Let me
2: retract that. It's a roving band of little people.
3: Okay, that's fine. What Dominique
0: is dying to sing for something that she doesn't have the mic. It's so so, funny. It
3: is kind of cute. So I had all of that happen while I was out. All right. Well, I'm sorry about that, Brandy. That you're, uh, but they didn't take anything. That was good. They did not. So you know, we just, you know, just kind of live in fear. Check check your (laughs) live in fear. I live in fear constantly. I know. You get used to it after a while. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm glad nothing. I'm glad nothing was taken. But it's just, it's very unnerving. Yeah, it's creepy.
1: It
4: sounds awful. Yeah. And also, I just want to go on record as saying that our podcast has nothing against little
3: people or Roma people. Um, Why is she throwing in a disclaimer? I love little people.
0: We love little people. Especially if they're on zebras. That's true. We did have that discussion.
3: Absolutely not. We don't love them if they're on zebras? Well, that seems wrong. We (laughs) have... what you got something against zebras right what's your deal with zebras
4: we have absolutely no issues with little people i don't love them and the roma people are an oppressed group they're not gypsies they're an oppressed group. are they tramps or thieves
0: all right okay so we'll have a conscience. thank you for being our conscience dominique um i'm proud to introduce the man who is known as really the moral compass of podcasting no the man who is known uh, as an oasis in the desert of despair. And he's not the very honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you
3: today, Colonel? Why are you proud to introduce him? I would hide my head in shame.
2: Colonel, time. Excuse me.
3: Could you settle down please. over there? All right. He, he, do, you know, hey, he made it nice. rain
0: at the auction.
3: They, people were bidding yeah. on I him have like been, crazy. First of all, I made it rain too. Let's establish that.
0: I've got sixty Aaron Fowler bid sixty one dollars on me. Well Thank that's you, her Aaron. fault. Thank oh,
3: you. That's her bad. I believe I
2: had the highest bid of amongst us, so just settle down. Simma, yeah.
3: Simma. First of all, simmer. I have got simmer all down kinds now. of colonel now. time to down now. because I've been yeah. gone. Hmm. I've been gone. You all just roll on and podcast without me, like I don't even matter. Maybe
2: well, maybe that should tell you something. Well it did. Maybe you should stop and re- Okay, Colonel Maybe tell you us. should reevaluate your life. Uh
0: Colonel maybe. Uh, ramble a little <laughs> bit so then we can get on to the story.
2: I'm doing well, Timmy. God damn it. Now, I thought we hid that screwdriver from her. <laughs> no, it's Brandy never a screw bar, screw Oh, by the way,
3: wait a minute. You motherfuckers come in here and you want to use my office to goddamn podcast. It's a studio. And you leave it like fucking Animal House. <laughs> fucking empty water bottles, papers all over the goddamn place, butterscotch wrappers still hidden off in corners. We have a little
0: tradition. <laughs> you uh, motherfuckers. We, uh, we have a little tradition. He'll lights
3: <laughs> on. I'm gone for a week. Lights are fucking on.
0: As soon as the podcast is over, we're done recording, we throw the script up in the air. And wherever it lands, it <laughs> I know lands. you and Mary we Tyler Moore.
3: I know. I got it. But you fuckers need to learn. I'm not your goddamn mother's. Yours is dead. We have a
4: cleaning crew.
3: Jesus Christ. Do you <laughs> do have a cleaning crew. But you know what? They don't come in here because they're fucking scared. Because they don't want to steal my goddamn food. You motherfuckers do, and then you leave my shit tore up. It looked okay, like you
0: have to you have to make a choice between your food and having a clean look, office. It
3: looked like John Belushi been in here
0: <laughs> uh-uh. on well, a bed. You don't know what, on a bender. You don't know what Chuck left on your carpet. Oh, I'm sure. Not about, on the carpet. I have an
2: idea, but I will say this: I did sit on your desk with no pants on. I'm not going to tell you where.
3: Oh, it's okay. I I went ahead and power washed that shit when I first got back. All right. It was all right, all right. Let's it get in. Let's,
0: let's get into Jason's story because this is a really funny story, and God. we're gonna have um we're gonna have Dominique lead us off here. And this is a story again of a man called Lucky.
4: All right. So again, thank you to Jason for this lovely script. This is the story of Charles Lucky Lighttoller. Charles Lighttoller was a British seaman. No, absolutely not. He was one of many. You said semen. He was
3: one in a million. (laughs) I quit. You can't quit already. You just started.
0: Wait a minute. Read what Jason put in parentheses there.
3: He put hold for jokes.
4: Who served abroad both commercial and military vessels during a career that lasted 40 years?
3: What was the broad's name? <laughs>
4: <laughs> what
2: what vessel was this seaman coming in? <laughs> that was it was a good. tunnel.
3: <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Are you
4: guys sure? No. I'm Should I carry on? I'm good. <laughs> he received the nickname Lucky because of the many sea disasters he survived during his career, including. The sinking of the Titanic. <laughs> he survived the Titanic. That's So this guy must have been pretty rich because, um, you know, they drowned
3: all the poor people. He wasn't very goddamn chivalrous either. Well, he might have been up on deck at the time. You don't know. He could have uh, been looking this, at the and, stars. And, and, you
2: know, my, my favorite comedian, Bill Burr, does a, a thing on this. <clears throat> because this was a man, right? He survived the Titanic. So obviously he didn't go by the women and children first rule
3: maybe he he swam on a
2: lifeboat and that what bill burr says is the 30 percent the 30 cent surcharge see when the ship's going down nope yeah see men make a dollar and women make 70 cents on the dollar it's because when the ship goes down we gotta stay on the bitch, so you guys can get off and get in the lifeboats do you watch the office when the wolf comes to the door, who yes. you looking? Who are you looking at? Do you Me? remember
4: when Ryan started the fire? Yes. And Michael Scott plowed over everyone? <laughs> yeah, that's Chuck. <laughs> Don't act like that's not you. Oh, it's
2: no, totally no Chuck. I stick around. I, I, now, fire, I would get out of the way. Well, no. Because.
3: He's the official floor warden <laughs> yeah. for fire. So he has a fancy vest. No, you're not. And a fancy hat. Oh, yeah, no. I'm in charge. I no. got a whistle. I can't. I got handle. a whistle.
1: No, absolutely it's not. A fancy
3: vest and hat. Guess who's the first floor? Yeah. Dipshit number two. (laughs) (laughs) The two of you are in charge if this Mm. building's on fire?
2: Yeah. We give a fuck. Tornadoes, bomb threats, active shooters, anything. Active shooters. Now, active shooters I can deal with. Clearly.
4: Actually, that's who I'd put you in charge of out of all of those things. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you'd be shooting a tornado. Mm. You would be outside shooting a tornado instead of getting people in the basement.
3: Yeah, no, he's not getting people in the basement. (laughs) No. Anyway,
4: yeah. I'm I'm sorry. This guy survived the Titanic. Yes, I'm going to assume that he was uh,
3: non-chivalrous. W-
4: well, it's a complicated matter. He's a seaman, so he was born in Lancashire on March 30th, 1874. His mother Sarah died shortly after giving birth to him. Yeah, his That's fault.
1: Mm. That's must have oh, had a big he, head.
3: Why is he killing his mother? Oh my if God. He had a big one of his big old watermelon heads.
4: I can't. Yeah. Can we move on before I start crying? That's terrible. I just <laughs> wonder. This whole
2: thing's got me baffled. Here now, we're going to tell a story about this some bitch. that has been in like we're three 40- sentences
3: in. How are you fucking baffled already? Well, I mean, wouldn't it <laughs> be? He lives his life
2: like a guy oh, that shit. a guy that was in the Navy and Vietnam and like Korea and everything else. Never so much got a a scratch. That motherfucker's lucky. This some bitch. Every boat he gets on sinks. I'm not sure he's lucky. I, I, is that an ironic name?
3: Oh, like shut when up, you call I'll the Big Guy Tiny? It.
2: I mean, yeah. what is it? I don't. Do you see my point here? I call you smart. The guy that never <laughs> is in a. <laughs> the guy that's never in a, a ship that sinks. He's the lucky one. Not this guy. Okay. This guy. Everything he. Yeah. he everything like, he nobody gets on reports is like on a rock. the
4: airplanes that land. Yeah, they're lucky. Kind of thing.
2: Every person that comes off. Hello, nice to meet you, Lucky. Lucky. Oh, good to see you made it. Lucky. I do
4: agree. Everyone who lands safely off an airplane is safe, or is is lucky. lucky? I'm oh, yeah. terrified of flying. I hate I flying. I don't
3: like to fly. We know. <laughs> <laughs> we Apparently know. people are sick of hearing you. About driving, you driving, son of a bitch. We know. <laughs> well, we're going to go to New Orleans. So. Chuck's like, I'm going to drive. <laughs>
2: <The> fuck. <laughs> I'm like John Madden. Just give me my own bus, the Colonel bus. The <laughs> yeah. Colonel the Colonel Straight Talk Express. The Colonel Caravan? <laughs> yeah, Colonel Caravan. There you go. That's what you need. Be like I did in the primaries. But go ahead, Dominique. I, we digress.
4: Okay. Um, so after giving birth to him. It-
3: and his big head.
4: And his giant head. His father, Fred, abandoned young Charles for New Zealand.
3: Well, he killed his wife. (laughs)
4: And (laughs) (laughs) Charles was raised by relatives.
1: Wolves.
4: (laughs) 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 Not wanting to end up in a factory job. No. Charles, in 1887, at the age of 13, began a four-year apprenticeship aboard cargo ships.
3: I agree with that. At thir- well, actually, when you can walk and talk, I think you should start working. Because that's bullshit, fucking freeloaders. Uh-huh. Little fingers sew great buttons. I'm just saying. All right. Well, that's one opinion. Okay. <laughs> <No> 13, <laughs> 13, get his ass in there. Send him out to sea. <laughs> okay, Miss Nike. Uh. Well, he doesn't have, he's got no kids. He's got nothing to tie him down. Fucking go.
4: Um. I wish
3: Noah would get a job. Fucking leech on society, <laughs> for Christ's sake. Wow. Mom, feed me. Well, <laughs> fucking contribute.
2: Jesus. It, it seems like motherhood's kind of grating on <laughs> you a little bit. I have
3: spent an entire fucking week <laughs> with my goddamn kids. Me and my too. family.
4: my nanny got her tonsils taken out, and I was with my kids
3: all week. That sounds like a first world problem. <laughs> like, I was on vacation and had to spend. In an enclosed oh. space. Oh,
4: speaking of enclosed, you were space. on vacation with your I children. I was. I was. In it my was awful. And how old are your children?
3: Uh, they are six and eighteen.
4: Oh, do they um poop in a diaper and expect you to change it?
3: No, just their underwear. One of them still poops in their underwear. Sometimes he doesn't quite make it, or he gets too busy, and he's like, "Well, skid." There's a huge skid in there. <laughs> So <laughs> Noah doesn't do that. Well. It's the older one. <laughs> he gets busy playing video games. Doesn't he, have time for poop.
4: He may want to look into an apprenticeship on a
3: cargo ship. Because you know, I've signed him up for that shit. <laughs> while we were while we were by the ocean, I was I was doing some job prospects for him. <laughs> Both of them little fuckers, because you know Noah can crawl in those tiny spaces, and it doesn't bother him a bit. He, oh yeah,
5: um, he can
3: add coal to a fucking <laughs> furnace.
1: <laughs> oh my god, no, no. It, That's right,
3: get his ass a shoveling He'll be just as happy as he can be
1: Well, Throw right. him
3: some chicken fries, that's all you gotta pay him <laughs> <laughs> His needs are His needs <laughs> are few I don't even know what to do with this <laughs> Yeah, did, had, But I'm the bad guy here But I did, And I didn't <laughs> have my husband with me I had my fucking parents and my brothers And then me and my two goddamn kids In this enclosed space Too much fucking family time
4: well, like I said, my nanny's been off for a week. So I think um, my problems are bigger than yours. <laughs>
3: yes. <laughs> Your
4: nanny problem is huge. My nanny, it it
3: was a big deal. Oh, I, It was hard. Yes. You know, I, I raising kids, raising <laughs> awful human beings is difficult. It is. My children are wonderful, but yeah, it did that interfere last. with my daily nap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, they do that. Yeah,
1: your so, kids are wonderful now.
4: Anyway, I'm just kidding. I don't take daily naps. I have a I have a hard life. Let's yeah, move that's on. It's
2: a very hard life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Uncle Chuck, I'm going to call you back in about two hours. I got to take my nap now.
3: <laughs> can we? Can we? Can take, we take that I out? I got
2: to take my nap before the nanny.
3: What leaves. you need to do is find a job where you have an office and you could doze off and nobody will know. When I was pregnant, I used to take a nap in my office every day. Mm. See, you get an hour for lunch.
4: Don't say my real name
3: on this podcast. <laughs> I don't think anybody that you know would listen to this <laughs> podcast. I <don't> think anybody <laughs> okay, I know listens.
4: Okay, so on his second voyage, he served aboard the Holt Hill which was dismantled during a storm in the south of... Yeah, this guy Jesus is God. an albatross. It was albatross. dismantled
3: during a storm? <laughs> like, on, the, on the neck of any ship he boards. <laughs> there. No, no, you're going to catch the next one. <laughs> just, right, right? Can, can you just cut... Yeah, no, we're full. <laughs> but you only have three people. Full, full. But I'm a seaman. <laughs> yeah, You're one of a million. Full, full
0: the guys in Dunkirk were saying like, uh, no, we'll wait for the next one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're good.
3: <laughs> yeah. Thanks.
4: I'll swim. You know, <laughs> I'm so afraid to fly. I have to take Valium. any anytime I fly and the doctor will prescribe me, you know, they always like just give you like 20. So I assume they mean 10 per flight, yeah. which <laughs> as it turns out, if you mix with a few drinks is a terrible idea.
3: Sounds perfect. But, But
4: (laughs) (laughs) I was on a flight once next to this guy on the way to California and he and I had lovely conversation for like four hours I thought but at the end of the flight he was like do you have narcolepsy and I was like no he was like oh because you kept falling asleep in the middle of our conversation (laughs) but then he goes how long are you in town because i rented a mustang and my hotel room has a hot tub and i was like you think i'm narcoleptic and you want me in your hot tub
3: well i he's he's, not going to save you from drowning no he's not but he has a mustang
4: (laughs) but
0: he has a mustang (laughs) yeah one time i gave a woman a key to my hotel room i went back and my luggage was missing
3: Why? Why are we stopping? All right. So anyway, <laughs>
4: forced
1: to put... <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course so course on
2: One of these days, you're going to wake up in a bathtub for ice. Exactly.
3: Kidney, liver, yeah.
2: a now big they toe. Can, they can take your penis now. They can do the penis transplant. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know what
3: you're packing down there. He's going to gonna me, start. But... Mis- well, it must be something. Jesus <laughs> yeah, Christ. Yeah, it I know. laid more than linoleum. <laughs> more than linoleum. No eye. It's going to come in with a patch and a limp and everything else. Pig, I don't know what happened. A pig happened. leg.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I gave somebody my room key. Yeah. And, there, and now they here I am. my kidney. <laughs> I don't <laughs> <laughs> <It
3: happens. laughs> oh, there was no. a guy there was a guy <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm from this really small town and there used to be a lawyer that had narcolepsy <laughs> and he would fall asleep like in the middle of court he'd fall asleep walking from the courthouse <laughs> to his office <laughs> and it was just one of those things the judge would be like eh, wake him up I, he might want to say something now <laughs> object strenuously <laughs> dude this guy was so and I, one probably had nothing to do with the other, but he was kind of slovenly. He was kind of, you know, a big guy and sweated all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and his face was real red all the time. And he would just fucking drop like a hot rock at any <laughs> point. He was like one of the fainting goats. <laughs>
4: Well, he's very lucky because the Supreme Court ruled that your uh, attorney sleeping through your trial is not a Sixth Amendment violation.
1: (laughs) So, well,
3: that's relief.
4: (laughs) Yeah, relief. I know. Yeah, they executed that guy.
3: Well, you know, there's, yeah, it's in my town. There's not really a whole lot of that. There was a lot (laughs) of, you know, drunken disorderly cases. Uh Oh, I mean, now there's there are more, but at the time, you know, it was pretty small. There weren't a lot of murder. Yeah, and shit. Well. (laughs)
4: All right, so anyway, uh, Charles, you guys, we're on page one.
3: (laughs) Well, get on with it. it. (laughs) Come
2: on, move
4: along. Shit. (laughs) So anyway, on his second voyage, I told
1: you, he served
4: aboard the old hill, which was dismasted. Demasted. Dismasted. Dismasted. Excuse me, I'm reading. It
2: was it was the She's fucking that chicken
4: during a storm. You can hold the legs <laughs> in south in the South Atlantic. Forced to put pull, pull in at <laughs> forced, <laughs> forced <laughs> to put in at Rio. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? I just had a stroke, apparently. <laughs> apparently, forced to put in at Rio de Janeiro. I'm confused as to whether these are nautical terms. I don't know nautical terms. The ship Rio made repairs. This is sitting in Brazil. Brazil. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yeah, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. I didn't say. I it. love you, Brady. I, I, I. It's
2: just. I'm, we're just saying it's not a, like fore and aft.
3: That's the ship made repairs
4: term. in the midst of a smallpox ap- Look how epidemic little
3: fingers are. They're so cute.
4: <laughs> and a military coup against Brazil's monarch. I'm only five feet tall. I know, you're tiny. It'd be weird if they were bigger, <laughs> although they've never failed to satisfy.
2: <laughs> Will we get on with the story. <laughs> Perfect.
4: After making repairs, the ship returned to surface in 1889. What? Where, Only to be dismasted again during a storm in the Indian Ocean Is that a fucking and ran aground on an uninhibited four-mile island. So like Gilligan's Island oh. kind of stuff?
2: <laughs> I wonder if it's like, yeah, where there was like Japanese so people. That Is it did it Skipper? What year was this?
4: 1887 pay oh, attention
2: so you didn't have japanese people that didn't know the world
3: war ii was over
4: oh
2: because you got to watch goodness. out on those on unha- <laughs> i was, I was just true. gonna go
3: with gilligan's island that's why i don't go to hawaii oh i'm sure that's exactly why you don't go to hawaii or they won't let you in it's toss up yeah, well, what does yeah yeah you, you can't drive there <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is somebody look up
2: demasted All right. It's when the mast on the goddamn boat, the sailboat gets knocked off from the wind. Demasted. Demasculated.
4: Demast is a nautical term. There you go. To remove or break off the mast of.
1: All right, so did it any of
4: you
2: the motherfuckers sale. take basic English? Who just texted you? Mass. So,
3: what part of town do you live? This is in? what I'm saying. You're lucky you didn't get a big old vagina <laughs> shot. You're lucky somebody's do hold Tim's You're lucky somebody's print. poon didn't pop up when she oh did that. Oh my god, that's happened. It's awful.
4: I don't. I, okay, after eight days, I have to read this so I can get out of okay, here. Okay, so after so eight days, the so crew Matt
3: keeps falling off this fucking ship. Yeah, <laughs> <The sale> keeps <laughs> this keeps falling is, off.
4: This is a okay. Speaking of disasters, after eight days, the crew included including after eight days, the crew, including 15 year old Charles, were rescued and taken to Australia. Oh, no. hmm. Light Toller joined the crew of the Duke of Abercorn for his return to England. We have some lovely listeners in Australia, like three. But, oh,
3: but wait, you're Marvin, old. that's Marvin Alley. yeah, uh, Fiona. Yeah, there's we have, a bunch.
4: Uh, yeah, actually, we do have quite have a, a few.
3: And then they went to England, where we ha- also have a bunch of lovely listeners.
4: And they, that is true.
3: Excellent. Are Maybe. we on to page two?
4: <laughs> his He returned to sea aboard the Primrose Hill, sailing through a cyclone to Calcutta, India. Sure, makes where sense. Where he passed mm-hmm. the test for his second mate certificate. I'm glad they gave him another certificate. That was a, that
3: was a really good plan. He's already accomplished more than my kid has, so... <laughs> <laughs> so I say I'm all about that.
1: <laughs>
4: Transferring to a windjammer, which yes. I didn't realize existed. In yeah. 18-
1: yeah. It's a party ship.
2: Yeah, windjammer. It's a party ship. Type of boat.
4: You I feel like you guys have lived a life that I haven't lived. And Probably. <laughs> <laughs> One day we'll have to do a Q and A.
3: Nope.
2: Well, <laughs> you were your nanny? I figured you know all about sailboats.
4: I don't even know what that means. He's trying to... He, my family enjoys...
2: She lives a fancy life.
3: Your family enjoys sailing? No. Oh. Are you kidding? I'm no. I'm just asking. I mean, we're in You Cincinnati can't put them <laughs> on a boat. Well, yeah, somebody would die. <laughs> you can't... You can't... Windjammer's a big-ass boat with a lot of uh, sails.
4: I'm just surprised... And a party ship. It existed in 1887. That's my point. Okay. but they transferred to one it was a four mast cargo ship the night of saint michael and he was instrumental in putting out a fire that broke out uh, in the ship's cargo hold which at this point i'm 90% sure he started
2: <laughs> you know the windjammer is uh, well, you know it's, it's <laughs> the grandest of all the merchant sailing ships shut up it, for
3: helping, it would right? Ha, it would
2: have typically your windjammer would have between three and five masts. How about
3: if I windjammer this so screwdriver? It it <laughs> quite the
2: impressive profile as it was coming across the sea. Unlike yeah. yourself, go ahead.
3: You're just saying. So this man has made quite a trek. Thank you for that. NBC.
4: This man has made quite a trek on many ships.
3: He put the fire out, though. I mean, at least he's being fucking useful. Yeah, after he started it, maybe i can't prove it <laughs> i know it in my bones <laughs> i think he's getting a bad rap but go ahead
4: <laughs> for helping save the ship see he, he was promoted to second mate this motherfucker started that fire he knew and this motherfucker's a genius wow well,
3: clearly he's
4: a, he's got an axe chopping down those masts <laughs> during the morning showing yeah. these
2: motherfuckers here <clears throat> He's like the nurse that's killing people.
4: No, he's like the Zodiac, undoing mm-hmm. people's tires and then having them pull over so he can help them.
3: Oh, nice. Mm, that's a good plan. Never heard that one. I'll have to do that later. What is wrong
4: with you guys? No, don't do that to well, anyone. I don't think about killing people like you do. Just In like 1895, at age 21, all this happened before he was 21.
3: Again, because he has initiative. A veteran of one
4: shipwreck, a fire at sea, and a cyclone,
3: Charles obtained
4: his mate's ticket because clearly he needs another promotion. He might as well get a fucking job here because apparently the the less competent you are, the more they move you up. This is what I'm saying. These fuckers are in charge if there's a disaster, which only shows that the more incompetent you are,
3: yeah. Oh yeah. See I realize that I don't give a fuck if anybody else gets out of here. I'm I'm out the goddamn door. Oh
4: you're running screwdriver
3: first. Oh I, screwdriver I know first that. for real. <laughs> yeah, in fact I have a thing that made out of duct tape and I just put it on my head. <laughs> <laughs> looks like looks like a <laughs> horn. Like a and I just go head first. Get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> Deadliest unicorn <laughs> ever of the West. Yeah.
4: So transfer oh nope.
3: So he's first, <laughs> so he's a mate now.
4: So now he's a, he's got his mate's ticket. He joined Damn, matey. He yes, joined Elder Dempster's Dump's, African Royal Mail Service, starting a career on steamships. After 3 Is years he delivering mail on the West African coast, he nearly died from malaria. Of course he did. Nearly.
3: Like Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you get malaria? No, he had scurvy. He had scurvy. <laughs> 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 so
2: fucking
0: funny, I'm <laughs> You're worried about fucking midgets, and you you making fun of someone with scurvy.
4: You're the only person in the last 120 years to get it. What Are the me fuck alone? is me, wrong with you? Who's not a pirate? You need, excuse me. You can need some I please go back to the next
3: you didn't know he had scurvy. Good lord, we told you he had scurvy. I I know, but it, it gets better every time. <laughs> Goddamn scurvy's
2: over here. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> right? and, then, and then he wants to sit and tell me today how much he loves raisins. I'm like, you haven't seen a fruit since <laughs> nom. <laughs> oh, I love raisins because we were talking chocolate covered raisins. Well, yeah, he likes raisinettes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like, F-. because it's I not, had a chocolate chip cookie for really breakfast, a- and I think that that's fine. An oatmeal chocolate chip cookie would have been better for me. I recognize that. And he wants to sit over there and go, oh, no, raisins in that raisin. What the fuck, raisins? Nasty shit. Fuck raisins. Fuck raisins. You know I what? I
0: pro prune.
3: <laughs> Do you know... <laughs> Do you know how many raisins I fucking stepped on in my goddamn I'm life? What's wrong with raisins? are kids. You. From oh, you those boxes, no. You get those boxes of yeah. I recognize raisins. how they come. A three-year-old with
4: one of those little boxes is, is a terror. Uh, you might as well just. Oh yeah. God. There's no reason for
2: it. No. And absolutely And they're, they're not. stupid and useless. So. Isn't it dangerous for dogs? I'll tell you that. Anybody no. has a dog, if they eat raisins, get them to the Or back.
3: grapes. Yeah. We're talking
2: about. Or grapes. We're grapes. talking grapes about actual and children. Or onions. So or Did chocolate,
4: not know that. It, or chocolate onions is also no, yeah.
2: Chocolate's that. one that's a little bit of a myth though because they have to eat so much and it's got to be well, real high quality funny. chocolate. With I a just want to make sure
3: you know this though. I don't care. Well, <laughs> Go ahead, Dominique. <laughs> Come on, could we please get uh, on? Okay, so you're saying How's you that don't. Grape? Eat,
2: you don't care about Wait the health of dogs. Did
3: you miss Timmy eating a grape? Timmy's or? eating my grapes over here. I believe
2: he's about to choke on I one.
3: I think he's gonna die.
2: And you know what? You got three people in the room. I'm the only one that will give you the Heimlich, his, Timmy. His
3: body's <laughs> gonna reject that shit.
4: <laughs> 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 it's gonna come
2: flying out. His body's already gonna to going, to projectile grape that.
4: <laughs> please do not leave your reviews
1: based oh. on this episode.
3: I, well, that's first, why I told people listen to two, please. I love no, I love dogs. I just don't care about whatever you said. Dogs dogs can eat per damn near as much chocolate as they want.
2: (sighs) If your dog gets into a bag of Hershey's Kisses, he's just going to shit all over the house. He ain't got to die.
3: Haven't you taken off work before because your dog ate a bunch of chocolate?
2: No, he ate a bunch of fucking raisins.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yoga covered raisins. Well, those are nasty anyway. Go ahead. In
4: 1898... Now 24 years old. So, just so we're clear, this man has, in my opinion, caused many, many, many chaotic situations on boats and then been a savior. I think you're being unfair. In order to gain two. He's a Munchausen. He he has. He's basically like a firehouse. He has Munchausen's Munch by Masty. By boat. Yeah, <laughs>
2: Masty. Oh, fuck.
4: Munchausen's by boat. He's
2: he's like the like the
4: Munchausen's uh, boat nasty. the yep. farm the
3: fireman arsonist. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, but I think there's no let's there's no proof of that. Let's just not jump to conclusions. We we're not. No, he this is
4: 1898. What's he gonna do? Fucking sue us?
3: Well, no. I just you know we never jump to conclusions. I don't know
2: that we should sully the man's good
3: name. Sully it. Yes.
2: It feels sully yeah, now. It does feel dirty.
4: Well, anyway, I don't whatever. I don't care, Charles. <laughs> In 1898, <laughs> this guy's fucking
3: about to... I know, dude. If I hear something hit the underside of this <laughs> table, this thing's over. Yeah. <laughs> this thing is fucking over.
4: I feel like I'm on the fucking bus. <laughs> yeah. In 1898, now 24 years old, Charles left the sea and went to the Yukon to prospect for gold in the Klondike Gold Rush. That would be cool. Unsuccessful in this quest which is also how you would be. No, he, worked be as good. A, he worked as a cowboy in Alberta, Canada.
3: He's a cowboy And in then Canada? rode the
4: rails back across Canada, like which, Dudley
3: let me tell you. That made him a hobo.
4: This actually is a perfect segue into a story I promised one of our listeners who posted a picture of himself with Tegan and Sarah. What the fuck does that mean?
2: We're into yeah. the bank, motherfucker. We didn't buy these for no reason.
4: This is a perfect segue into a story I promised one of our listeners about Tegan and Sarah, a fairly famous band now.
3: What band? Tegan and Sarah. I have no clue
4: who that is. Well, they're real big with lesbians, but oh, okay. they're also, they've become mainstream. Like you indigo girls? Uh, kind of, but um, cool. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, Colonel was big. I am big with lesbians. No, he's actually not.
4: I don't know what that means. Just stop. Lesbians like me.
2: No. I got a big lesbian following.
4: Tim, I'm gonna chop your hand off and I'm gonna beat you with it. You're worried about
2: a grapes? grapes. This fucking podcast might <laughs> last for six days. It's like being on exactly. fucking Naked and Afraid on This is on all
1: here. I got. <laughs> I mean, I'm, okay,
2: so I'm
4: looking for some, sources of protein. Some so just so we're clear. Some lesbian band. Okay. So Tegan and Sarah, they. I know uh, who they are. Uh, okay. Well, when they were that when they were like a smaller, just really not very well known. Tiny lesbians. They, well, they are tiny. They're really, mm, they're, they're small. They're actually. Lesbians, yeah. They're about my size. They're very cute. Um, they toured across Canada, but they toured across Canada at these like smaller, like really small venues. And me and four of my friends at the time decided we were going to get tickets to see them at like seven of their shows as they went across Canada like and do a
2: you and your lesbian posse. Right,
4: we were all lesbians. The yes, pussy posse. It, we were a pussy posse. Yeah. There you go. Um, and so we followed them
2: causing pussy rides <laughs> and, everywhere they were well so, so
4: by were roadies for tegan and we sarah. were roadies Pages. for tegan and sarah but what was really awkward was like the audiences were never more than like maybe 50 people because they were really the, that small i mean it was just kind of they were just releasing an album and so they started to recognize us at like each stop but we were like starstruck by them because we loved their music, and we were really awkward, like twenty-two year olds, and so we we like wouldn't approach them. And so,
1: so here's the best part: that I <laughs> sent a fake, uh, a <laughs> fake
2: Teagan and Sarah. Yeah, yeah. she made out with a fake Tegan.
4: No. So. <laughs> in canada they have a show that's a lot like mtv's um remember with with uh it wasn't chuck monahy it it, where they would like interview the person way up high and there'd be a huge crowd underneath like they'd interview a famous person and yeah there'd be like a ton of people in the audience anyway if you yawn one more time I'm going to punch you.
2: I'm just going to tell you, I've told some long rambling ass <laughs> stories that went nowhere, but I, ain't, this motherfucker is a granddaddy of mine. <laughs> just keep going.
4: So anyway, we, we got tickets and this was like the fourth stop. Cause we, it, we got tickets to the Canadian version of like the MTV. Well, fair.
2: Right. I did not think there could be a dull, boring story about lesbians, but you have managed <laughs> to do this. <laughs> I can I'm...
4: tell you many <laughs> that <on>. aren't <laughs> if you want to vomit cause <laughs> I am your Lewis. niece. Nope. So anyway, we go, and we're in line, and things things start to feel a little strange. Well, as it turns out, the show in Canada is actually for, for like, 9 to 13-year-olds. Perfect. so <laughs> it's, it's the fourth stop. There's, they're recognizing us. We handed our tickets, and we're like, they're like, well, you five have to stand in the back row. There's like three rows of it looks like an assembly of children <laughs> with five at the top. It's like story time at
2: the library. And,
4: and, and Tegan and Sarah are just looking at us like, do we need a restraining order? Yeah.
3: Do we like.
4: But we finished out the tour well that's amazing so and um and then i ran into tegan in cvs once and it was the real tegan (laughs) in cvs so you were
2: basically the deadheads of tegan and sarah
4: we were but i'm pretty sure now um for about three weeks yes they wouldn't um did you
0: make out with any of them
4: They're adorable.
0: Well, you made out with Bono. You Bono?
4: I didn't make out with Bono. I made out with Bono.
2: Bono, fake Bono.
4: Z-Doppelganger. <laughs> <laughs> I heard. Anyway, that's one of the two stories I promised my my faithful team.
0: So <laughs> glad you got that in. <laughs> we,
2: Keep that in. Motherfucker, it's almost 2 o'clock. And oh, I my have God. I got to get
4: home. Okay, so... <laughs>
3: it's on page two. <laughs> yeah, the nanny's gonna leave. Yeah. He we worked
4: go. his passage back to England on a cattle boat, yes. arriving back in England penniless. He obtained his master's certificate and joined Greenshields and Cowie Company.
3: I don't know what that means. In
4: 1900, now 26, he joined the White Star Lane... Uh, Excuse me, the White Star Line, a prominent passenger line and shipping company known around the world for its majestic ships and unparalleled service. Yeah, that
3: didn't last long. Mm -hmm.
4: He joined at the rank of fourth officer and was assigned to the 12,000 ton passenger ship. That's a a bang up idea. Whoever put that into play. The SS Medic. Oh, perfect. Mm. Which worked... The South Africa and Australia Run. After a brief time on the Atlantic Run, he found himself returning to Australia again. During the voyage, he met Sylvia Howley Wilson, a returning Australian whom he married in Sydney and took back to England. I assume he slowly poisoned her and then
3: nursed her back to health. Maybe. You think he sunk the Titanic? You think he put that iceberg out there? (laughs) Just waiting? Iceberg's just a theory, Brandy. Ah, I forgot. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's never been proven. No,
3: no. It'd be hard to prove.
4: Light tollers, early Ice years. Melts. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's like you shoot somebody with an ice bullet. Yeah, with ice. <laughs> It'll melt. Actually,
2: that's never been performed yet.
3: <laughs> oh, I don't
1: care. It's not happened. It's a theory. They
2: have worked on it, but the the heat from the oh, yeah would, melt it. would yeah. melt it. I get it. But if you could you could make <laughs> a bullet out of ice that was frozen at absolute zero. Uh huh. But the problem is you could not get it to it would shatter when the force is Shatter,
4: hit the... Shatter. See, yeah. that's what you call a boring GBA. story. Hmm? Lightyear's early years. Short, for God's sake.
1: Light Toller's
4: early years on the Atlantic run were spent mostly on the Majestic. Banging his wife. (laughs) Under the command of Captain (laughs) Edward J. Smith, who would later captain the Titanic. Mm. From the Majestic, he was promoted to third officer on the Oceanic, known as the Queen of the Seas, Mm. the pride of the White Star Line from second officer on the oceanic light toller moved up to the first officer on the majestic and Is then just
3: killing people and moving into their job. <laughs> i can only assume he seems to be moving right See, along i've got you on my
4: side now and then moved back to the oceanic as its first officer
3: well, i don't think he you know an iceberg out
4: there light toller first boarded the titanic two weeks before its maiden voyage mm. while he served as first officer during its sea trials Captain Smith Hmm. gave the post of chief officer to Henry Wilde.
3: Oh, that would piss me off.
4: Demoting the William Murdoch to first officer and Lightoller to second officer. Fuckers. The original second officer, David Blair, was excluded from the voyage altogether. Blair's departure from the crew caused a problem. (laughs) Just don't. As he had the key to the ship. Ship's binocular case, because the, the crew key to the
3: binocular case, that shit Well, yeah, the,
4: the original <laughs> second officer, he was excluded, and he had the key to the ship's binocular case. It was a big problem because, I mean, apparently you only have one pair of binoculars on a twelve thousand fucking passenger ship. Well, that yeah. makes a lot of goddamn taller, sense.
3: You swallow that key and be like, <laughs> you know what, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm going to get promoted. <laughs> do you, or I'm going to shit in the ocean. Do, do you watch Arrested Development? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Ta da! Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
4: I just watched that episode
3: last night. I love that show.
4: Oh, me too. I've made a huge
3: mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he blows up that fucking boat. <laughs>
4: Blair's departure from the crew caused—oh, yes—and we, caused we we know we, the binoculars. Jesus Christ! Lightholder promised to purchase them when the Titanic got to New York.
3: <laughs> so he <laughs> I, lost I got the got binoculars. You. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but
2: outside. he's gonna replace them
4: later. Well. The missing key and resultant lack of binoculars for the lookouts in the crow's nest became a point of contention. At the U.S. inquiry into the so Titanic did disaster. The fucking new binoculars, So just so we're clear, Lightoller is responsible for well, the no, sinking whoever, of the Titanic. No, whoever
3: took off with the fucking key is responsible. That's who's responsible.
4: Well, who isn't?
3: That's whoever took off disturbing. with the key is responsible. That's his fault. Uh, no. No, now no. Lightoller should have Lightoll- bought some when he got into New York. Now that's Light- on him. No,
4: if Lightoller... <laughs> Took the place of the second officer and the job of the second officer isn't
3: the captain ultimately responsible for that? No. How is the captain not ultimately (laughs) responsible for that? Because you're wrong. Because then he can hold. Then he gives the key to whoever the fuck. I think just one of those buck stops here thing. I think so too. Yeah.
0: Oh my god, my head. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to have her as your attorney to say, "No, you're wrong."
2: Yeah. No, you're wrong.
4: I've never lost a trial.
2: You never have me as a defendant. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say that's because I've never had one? I bet we could make that happen. (laughs) You have never had me as a defendant. I
3: accept that challenge. I would never take you as a
4: defendant. Actually, that's not true. I did lose one trial.
3: Somebody died.
4: (laughs) No. It was, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. It was a traffic stop.
1: I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I
4: I still I still have a story to tell about a taxidermy at armadillo. So let's get moving. Yeah, on April 14th that's
3: Shit, that gets fought over uh, in can, divorce. Can we make
2: this a 2 parter 1912.
4: Lightoller came on duty for a watch from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Don't tell me he was on fucking lookout. <laughs> I swear to
1: god.
4: <laughs> then I will quit defending that motherfucker. At 7:35, he noticed how quickly the temperature was falling after sunset. An hour later, the temperature was freezing, yet the weather was clear and the sea unusually calm. At 8.55 p.m., Captain Smith arrived on the bridge and remarked to Light Toller about how cold it was.
3: Well, when you're up that far north, it does tend to get colder than a witch's titty. Just saying. Mm -hmm. You're that far north. Give me a break. That's not that unusual. Why are you saying titty? I say titty all the time. Oh.
1: Titty,
4: titty. Oh, oh, so so uh,
3: titty, titty, oh titty,
4: titty.
1: I don't like it. I don't it's like it. Tasteless. I don't like it. Oh. First of all,
2: you shut <laughs> it. <him. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is why we can't have a good show. I'm just saying. Because it. of me. I tried to class this place up and you walking around with your titty and you with your sodomite stories. And My
3: sodomite stories. And your sodomite My stories. sodomite stories. My sodomite stories. All right, so did Toller run this thing into the iceberg? (laughs) (laughs) And then try and patch the hole himself? (laughs) (laughs) What the hell happened? None of you saw that. (laughs) Keep it moving. Drown them all. (laughs) Keep it moving.
4: (laughs) Because of the... this fucking guy. I don't, don't. Because of the don't many stars in much, the sky, Light Toller believed that there would be a great deal of reflected light from any icebergs that might be nearby.
3: Because he was an expert on light.
4: He was. Light refraction, specifically. Right. At 9.20, the, the captain left Light Toller with these instructions.
5: To find out if it's right for you, if the slightest degree
4: doubtful, let me know. Uh, that was at 920. 920. And with that, he left the bridge knowing that navigationally speaking, this was the most crucial part of the Titanic's voyage.
3: But he left the bridge. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> Some bitch was thinking,
4: Siri, well, no. kill Uncle Chuck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know they they speaking of sodomites, <sighs> they, speaking of our listeners in Australia. You know they, they got what? sodomite sandwiches down there.
3: Yes, sodomite <laughs> sandwiches. That's exactly what they have. What, do you, what does that mean? It's a Vegemite it's a, sandwich. It's, it's a Vegemite sodomite. sandwich is what he's oh, talking Vegemite about. Oh, Vegemite is
4: disgusting. At, uh,
3: yeah, gross. gives me a sodomite Well, of course sandwich. it's disgusting, but he's talking about... And he said, hey, I come from the land down under. See? So,
4: do you know how taxidermy came up is one of our listeners is, is a self-taught taxidermist.
3: Like Norman Bates.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and... so. <laughs> He was self taught too. <laughs> really
2: all you gotta do is shove, shove sawdust. You gut them out real good and put sawdust in there. You and don't, back you don't up. know
4: anything about taxidermy. I do. You do not. I do. I don't so think you can spell it. Anyway, when I, I, I this was my this was my armadillo story that I promised my my faithful my
3: faithful listeners.
2: I learned I took the egg uh <laughs> school to taxidermy class.
3: <laughs> 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 it's an online course yeah.
4: <laughs> you know nothing of taxidermy <coughs> i i got like uh, do you have a squirrel army you know what i got a boss shirley strap does I got oh a she does shirley strap has yeah. a squirrel army
3: yeah you don't and i do my own taxes you don't have shit you do your own taxes i do my own taxes you an idiot all right you are an idiot so What's that would your, make me i've a never t- done my taxes in telling? my
5: life well i
2: mean that would make me a taxa taxa taxidermist
4: so when i was 19 i lived in brooklyn i lived in red hook which is is actually connected to this story because it's right how on, we change
2: this podcast to a day with <laughs> dominique
4: it's right on the port where all the import export it kind of happens and so it was a very very. Fleetwood. Uh, we probably have a lot of new york listeners but it and red hook back in the 80s especially was a very sort of mob laden area of brooklyn because it was heavy in, the, import 80, you were exports. There in the 80s no i wasn't but okay. i'm saying it, as I, when so i was so there there were still some so people were just starting to kind of move into red hook okay. you know so it was kind of like us and like you know say them just say it <laughs> like People who you you could kind of tell had descended from the mob. I mean,
3: it was a very... Mob descendants. Anyway.
2: To, so you, when you say import and export, because you kind of have to have both. You can't have an import without export. I said You're
4: import. Red Red export. So with I'm in, Red hook. in Red hook. Yeah. I used You're to hang out in Red, Red Hook every night. Right. And it was like this little group of us and, and then, you know, people who made you a little bit uncomfortable because you couldn't tell... Like there was a guy who ran a coffee shop, and your the first time you ordered,
2: I kind of feel like you're <laughs> stereotyping these people. I don't care how judgmental. you feel.
4: The first time you ordered, that was your order forever. Oh, like there's no deviating like, from the order. Our friend Dan went in, and the first time he went in, he got a coffee and a New York Times. And the second time he went in, the guy was like, "Oh, coffee, New York Times, this much." And Dan was so scared to tell him he didn't want the paper. That he started getting his copy somewhere else. <laughs> well, you
3: No, know,
4: he's so just trying to make you anyway. educated.
2: Why didn't so he want the
3: paper? York <laughs> Times. So
4: wrong. I used to live there, uh, or I used to hang out there every night, and I, I may or may not have take partaken yeah. in. I mean, if you can the ganja for now, you
2: your order <laughs> when you when you go in. Get the order to write the first time. Uh-huh. If you get it right the first anyway. time, you ain't got to fucking worry about it no more. So if you got, you go by your gut instincts. You get the times, you get the coffee. You, why would you change that shit up?
3: Why are you still talking? Every
2: day I eat the same thing for breakfast. Of Every course Every day did. I eat the same thing for lunch. We know.
4: We know.
3: Yeah. Everybody knows. Okay. Oatmeal. Go ahead. And so,
4: I would hang out there and we would oftentimes partake in... <laughs> Illegal in the activity in the devil's Just lettuce.
2: Quick question about Red Hook, and that's by Tribeca, yes. right? Did you ever make out with a fake Robert De Niro?
3: <laughs> They're texting like fucking 13-year-olds in a goddamn study hall. I know. It's fucking annoying. Tim's getting shit. I'm shaved. Is that okay? That's why I Tim's know. getting across his shit. It's I'm telling you, you're lucky somebody snatched and fly across the <laughs> screen as soon as he got a text, because that shit's disturbing.
1: Um,
4: also... Since 1998, pretty much every snatch in America has been shaved, so... No, there's retro snatches. I don't... Well, some just, have
3: landing strips. I mean, I'm wondering if she's bald like nine-year-old baby bald.
4: The, we all... If you're people. under... Well. If you're... I mean, everybody... I, anyway... Anyway, so so I used to with the retro
3: <laughs> bush. That's all I'm asking. Okay, hold on. I'm not saying. Let me just, back can to can we the through this w- this story first before we start talking <laughs> about your fucking crotch hair. I, no, I'm not talking about mine. I'm just saying anybody's <laughs> crotch hair. Can we w- just get through if women
2: want to go? I, I'm not opposed to
3: all natural. Good oh, to know.
4: God, why?
3: Why? Dude, did you see what some people put on his little Sahara thing? Oh, yeah, but. He read me that. I, th- I thought seen I lost my shit. Have you ever watched any 70s porn?
2: I mean, some of the I best the would jazz you watch music 70s. Why in would the
3: I world watch
4: porn from before porn? I was born? Why'd you
3: watch
2: 70s porn ever? Well, retro porn. You watch I don't watch porn. Motherfucker, you ever watch Mayberry oh, RFD? That came on before you was born, too. You watched that. Andy a Griffith. Porn, there's a porn no. parody of that. So. I've never <laughs>
3: yeah. watched any of those things. You have
2: never seen Barney Fife?
3: No. The fuck's wrong with you my parents went to the andy griffin museum while we were in <laughs> north carolina it was they're like do you want to go i'm like you know i'm gonna skip this one so this one out.
4: just throwing this out there and to B wrap was, this up mb was
2: all natural that's all i'm saying uh, Aunt B was 112. <laughs> yeah well
3: she didn't she in did Brazilian. So I used to
4: take the subway to Red Hook to hang out with my friends, with partake the monsters, in sure. the devil's lettuce.
3: And get stuff that fell off the back of a truck.
4: And no, no, we we would we, we had a very congenial relationship. just don't want to hurt people. They don't they don't care about lay people. They, they, no, they don't. They're nice. They're nice people. And they my friend had a taxidermied armadillo. And so Why? <laughs> When I, when I would get stumped, we would watch
3: this, and I would pet this taxidermy.
4: Why does your friend have a taxidermied
3: armadillo? <laughs> like that just seems like a really weird thing. I want to know who in our group's a tax taxiderm-
2: amateur taxidermist. I'll tell you.
4: Goddamn, Norman okay. Bates. Um, do you want to guess?
3: Um, I. I no, no. I, <laughs> Tim's been here since 8 o'clock. Yeah. Marvin. Marvin? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see that. How do yeah, I What? Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, well, yeah, that's probably what Marvin was. Not. Marvin Marvin's was a probably uniform. stuffing a goddamn koala bear yesterday, sliced his hand over. He would. <laughs> then I had to go to the he hospital He would never twice. taxidermy a koala. Marvin's amazing. Why not if it was dead?
4: Oh, and just a shout out to Marvin real quick. Just so you know, memes aren't facts.
2: No, Yeah, Marvin. Not. But. Marvin's Memes aren't
4: awesome.
1: facts.
2: Leave Marvin alone. That's all I'm Yeah, but say. Marvin said, how come you can't be a cat and a dog person? That's the most fucked up thing I ever heard. That's like saying, why can't you be. Um,
0: Shut the fuck up. Moon and cheese. Yes, I mean, it's different.
3: exactly like Moon and cheese. <laughs> <sighs> moon and cheese. Jeez. Marvin, we love you. Fucking unicorn.
4: So, <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so.
3: What what happened? (laughs) At nine thirty. So yeah. So he's on the Titanic with no binoculars. Officer
4: Mooney to telephone the crow's nest and ask the men to keep a sharp lookout for ice and to pass word to subsequent watches. At ten p.m., Lightholder was relieved by First Officer Murdoch. He let Murdoch know that the lookout had been instructed to look out for small ice. they have been instructed <laughs> to
3: look out at the lookout. <laughs> no fucking way,
4: dude. Yeah. Then they got one goddamn
3: job. <laughs>
4: on his round of inspecting decks, ladders, and staircases. At 10.55 p.m., 10 miles north of Titanic, the Californians stopped in an ice field and sent out warnings to all ships in the area. When the Californian's wireless operator called up Titanic, his ice warning was interrupted by a blunt, keep out, shut up, you're jamming up ice. (laughs) No. Fuck off now. I'm working Cape Race, meaning the wireless operator was sending messages to Cape Race in Newfoundland. (laughs) So Obviously more important than the iceberg.
2: Wouldn't you say? Now in in the in the annals of history, <laughs> In the annals of history. <laughs> yeah. Shut Wouldn't up. Wouldn't you say Don't. that this this guy
3: will go down as really worse than Ted Bundy? Look, first of all, the motherfucker in the crow's nest had one goddamn job, yeah. one job. That's what I mean. Second of all, we talk
2: about people who killed two, three people. This motherfucker, he killed. There was like eleven thousand
3: on the Titanic, uh, right? Second of all,
2: eleven 1, hundred, whatever. whatever.
3: Second of all, well, Lightfinger or Littlefinger or whatever the fuck his <laughs> name is, <laughs> he he wasn't even he was inspecting ladders and shit. He didn't have anything to do with this. And the fucking captain, if you're that concerned about it, you better stay the fuck up there and start you know turning the wheel. But shouldn't he have gone down with the ship? Well, I don't care. All right. So the Californians operator listened to the Titanic's wireless traffic. And then at 11:30, turned off his set, as was the custom. And the Titanic people were being assholes. Light Toller returned to his cabin, and at 11:40 p.m. was just nodding off when he felt a grinding vibration. That happens to me all the time. Yeah,
2: baby. <clears throat> uh, that happens to me ever since uh, Mrs. Colonel started. Stop
3: it! It doesn't ever happen no for i you mean like that. not
2: like two o'clock in the morning you start to feel it no you don't it's like oh no not again now i'm gonna have to be up for 45 minutes and 45 minutes i 45 Shut up. seconds Oof.
3: right all right so the titanic that was traveling at about 22 knots had struck an iceberg that's really nautical cool terms for miles per hour <laughs> thank you still in his jammies light taller. jammies <laughs> jammies <laughs> yeah He's on fucking duty in his jammies.
1: He well, he's not on duty. He went to bed.
3: Face. Pay attention. <gasps> this fucking guy. He's gone to bed. He went to bed. Yeah, he went to bed. Oh. Eleven forty. It's past his bedtime. So, so he got that iceberg where he needed it, and then he went to bed. Well, sure. Clearly, he towed it to where he needed to be. <laughs> so he's in his jammies, and he went on deck <laughs> where he met Third Officer Herbert Pittman, who had also been disturbed. Well. They concluded, well, because these guys are fucking geniuses, they concluded that the vessel had hit something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're not going further anymore.
3: Yeah. I don't want to make any we kind of no speculation. Longer going forward. I don't want to make a speculation, but I think we hit something. Well, look at these guys. Uh, but they couldn't see a sign of anything because the ice melted. There was no sign of alarm on the bridge, so they returned to their cabins to await orders. Ten minutes later, 4th Officer Boxhall entered his cabin and informed him that the water was up to the F deck in the mail room. It is the F deck, isn't it? <laughs> it's F'd up. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Light Toller changed out of his jammies and went onto the deck. After an inspection by the ship's designer, Thomas Andrews, it was estimated that the Titanic had 90 minutes to two hours before it would sink. That's good to have a time frame. I want to are like the cable people. I'm like... A- I might give you this time for it. I'll be there, you know, three hours after that. (laughs) At twelve twenty AM, the order went out to lower the lifeboats. Unfortunately, there was only enough room for one thousand one hundred and seventy-eight of the estimated two thousand two hundred twenty-seven souls on board if every boat was filled. Light Toller took charge of the even number boats on the port side. As soon as Light Toller received the orders, he started loading women and children onto lifeboats. Unfortunately, the the order "women and children" was interpreted by Toller to mean only the women and children would be allowed onto the lifeboats. Thus, many of them left half-filled. So that is his motherfucking fault. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. Uh, Excuse me.
1: Excuse me. Yeah,
3: you're no, nor a woman. You're nor a woman nor a child.
1: <laughs>
3: the fuck. Excuse us. Uh, let's see. So he persuaded about twenty-five people to get into a into lifeboat six. And started lowering it about twelve fifty five AM.
2: Had the capacity of hundred
3: and seventy five. Yeah. And he's got three people on it. We
2: got no more kids here.
3: Mm-hmm. No more kids. Okay. Well I'm Are you lower sure six. am mm-hmm. I'm a I'ma get on here too. Yeah. <laughs> Among the women helped into lifeboat lifeboat six was Margaret Brown, aka the unsinkable Molly Brown. At 1:15 a.m., lifeboat eight went away with 24 women, a (laughs) seaman. He didn't take up much room. What about Rose? Where was Rose on this whole thing? She she got on a fucking door, dude. Pay attention. What the hell happened?
4: She was having sex in a car with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, but then she ended up on a door. I hate that woman. Yeah. I hate that
3: movie. Well, Leonardo, Leonardo could have lived. So, a seaman, two stewards, and a cook got on this boat. I know I don't know what this is about uh, around the same time the Titanic began to list to port and the deck became noticeably steeper around 1130 a.m. boat 12 with 40 women and children boat 14 with 50 women and fifth officer low and boat 16 with 75 women began their descent into the freezing dark waters of the North Atlantic around this time Henry Wilde came to light Toller to ask where the firearms were kept. I'm going to shoot that fucking lookout, motherfucker. Light Toller led Captain Smith, Wild, and the remaining officers to the arms locker. As he was about to leave, Wild shoved a Wimbley revolver—oh, well, shoved a Wimbley revolver into his hand—with some ammunition, saying, "You might need this." Light Toller was doubtful, but events would prove Wild right. Light Toller next loaded boat four. Just then, someone pointed out that a group of men had taken over light boat two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: light toller jumped onto the boat and threatened them with the empty gun driving them all out 36 women and children were loaded onto the boat and you know and then they sent it off with light toller no 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 the only women and children it was lowered at 155 at around 2 a.m all of the titanic rockets huh had been fired and all the lifeboats had been lowered save for four collapsible boats with canvas sides why did it have rockets? Huh. Cool. <laughs> yeah, there rockets? Are rockets? That's what it says. There's a war vessel? I didn't know. They were nuclear. Hmm. What? Okay, there were still 15. I don't like
2: when you lean to a side.
3: <laughs> there were still, listen. Okay. There's still 1,500 people on this fucking boat. Collapsible D was <laughs> lifted and right. Is righted. that a rapper? I guess <laughs> Lifted, righted, and hooked to the tackles The crew then formed a ring around the lifeboat And allowed only women to pass through But after 15 women had been loaded No more women could be found Light Toller now, to ta- now allowed men to take the vacant seats Then Colonel Gracie arrived with more female passengers And all the men immediately stepped out and made way for them While loading this boat Light Toller was ordered by First Officer Wilde to go with her not damn likely, was Light Toller's reply, and he stepped back on deck. Light Toller still had the collapsible bee to get off. Hm. He climbed on to the top of the officer's quarters, and using a borrowed knife, he stripped the covers and cut away the ropes. He was able to send it down to the flooded deck. <laughs> you doing all right over there, ladies? <laughs> Good? Okay. <laughs> Just. <laughs> I'm riveted. (laughs) I got nothing. I'm I'm doing (laughs) my best. Just then, the Titanic took a great plunge forward. Uh, He turned to face the sea and dived in. Motherfucker dove in. I told you fuckers he swam. This motherfucker swam. (laughs) He dove in. He started to swim clear when he was sucked against the grating of one of the large ventilator shafts, as it sank. (laughs) And he was taken down with the ship. As the water hit the still-hot boilers, the blast blew him back to the surface. <laughs> like a whale? Yeah, where he found himself alongside the capsized collapsible B. Jesus Christ. As the Titanic went under, the forward funnel broke loose and toppled into the ocean, narrowly missing him. Thirty men had climbed onto the overturned collapsible B. Why don't you turn that some bitch over? They included two first-class passengers, second officer light toller, Colonel Gracie, and two... That word's not macaroni. Marconi? There we go. Operators, Phillips and Bride, and other crew. They paddled like hell away from the remaining swimmers, fearing that they would swamp them. Light Toller calculated that the Carpathia would arrive around dawn. When the Carpathia arrived, collapsible B was slowly sinking, and as the Carpathia was picking up other survivors, the men on the capsized boat transferred to two lifeboats. Light Toller found himself in Light Boat 12, designated, designed for 65-count capacity, now with 75 people on board. lifeboat Boat 12 is the last boat to be rescued. <clears throat> Rope ladders were lowered, and Light Toller helped all the survivors out before he climbed aboard himself, becoming the last Titan- Titanic survivor taken aboard. See, you talk shit about this guy, and he was the last motherfucker out of the ocean. You should be feel bad about that. I don't feel bad about. You it. should. In his autopsy, <laughs> what? Add <laughs> a
4: <laughs> Oh, see, he survived. That's why I don't feel bad for him. Well, he he wasn't
3: was, locked. fucker swam, dude. He, like, <laughs> he, he swam. Sw- he got blown up. He was and got a, sucked into he a. Was he was trying to. He was trying he to was <laughs> his way it? out of there. You, did, you, know, you know what?
2: he didn't. Schmidt <laughs>
3: It's unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt. Or
2: whatever, yeah. Unsinkable Molly Brown? I I don't know. The motherfucker was like a vampire. Unless you drive a stake through his goddamn heart, he's just going to live.
3: Well so who are you talking about this motherfucker here he got sucked into the grates
2: he got blown up he got landed on
3: a lifeboat (laughs) he landed on the wrapper the collapsible he
4: landed on a lifeboat no he didn't land
3: on a lifeboat first of all motherfucker greg Luganist into the icy atlantic (laughs) off this goddamn boat fucking goes in there starts swimming like a motherfucker gets pulled down into the ocean and then god says nope and there's some steam (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it spits him back out into the air where he, again, yeah. lands in the motherfucking ocean. <laughs> yeah. But, which I'm sure it wasn't a pretty dive that time. No, no that you know time I would have more. Was going yeah. Shit going everywhere. Lands by an overturned boat because these dumb bitches weren't paying attention fucking overturn their own goddamn boat. <laughs> So now you don't put these a bunch of shits that couldn't pick an iceberg say out of a lineup. It. I'm just, don't no, say it.
2: I'm saying for every lifeboat there should have been one man on it. I know. Ha- I Because women you. were gonna fuck it up, you know they did. And they did. No, I mean the proof I'm sorry. The proof is in the drowning. Uh,
3: well, well here, let me let me just just so we're clear. Was it a man or a woman in the fucking crow's nest? <laughs> yeah. Was well, it Okay. You, uh, it,
2: if it was a woman, she'd have been playing Candy Crush or been on a Ibotta or some yes, shit. in
3: 1912. That's what Ibotta?
2: Like, Ibotta what? The
4: How call? many times have I told you, first of all, it's Ibotta. Ibotta? Second of all, you're terrible at it. So stop talking about it like you know. I'm and just saying you can't put
2: women in charge of it. I'm just saying. Life or death things.
3: Well, no. I'm just, first Unless of all, they're surgeons. we're in charge of life and death. We hold your lives in our hands every motherfucking day. You are going to sitting there ruined. next to me. And I have a screwdriver that I could easily put through your throat, and I'm choosing at this point not to. It's a conscious choice. Timmy, you want to jump in here? Nope, uh, no. he does not. <laughs> so anyway, okay. so so this guy, <laughs> so this guy, comes back down. Lands by a lifeboat and then he's saved. Lands by a lifeboat. Yeah. Well, there was a thousand How of them in the ocean. How convenient! Well, there was a thousand of them in the ocean. No, you, could not, you couldn't swing a dead there cat without pe- hitting a lifeboat. Yeah, and you know what? You they couldn't just swing a dead they, woman. They without refused
4: hitting a <laughs> They
3: refuse
4: to turn around and pick up a single person. But this guy just happens to fly <laughs> out of the sea like goddamn <laughs> Nemo
3: yeah. in Finding Dory lands right on a lifeboat. He didn't land on a no, lifeboat, but he. They fucking Michael Phelps over to it. There he was. <laughs> swimming like a motherfucker. And they let... You and know, they know just he was cold by
2: it, but I bet the steam warmed him up real good. I bet you
3: know steam, what? I bet it burned off no. His pants. No, as far as I'm
4: concerned...
3: Oh, you can't... Don't don't abuse the
2: screwdriver. <laughs> yeah, you've been a little rough with the screwdriver there.
4: I'll show you rough with the
2: screwdriver. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Now, see... If 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 uh, this light troller guy, if he was a <laughs> midget, you'd be all supportive of him.
4: If you stop saying that word, well, look, that word is not appropriate. Here's the thing. If he,
2: okay, if he was a tiny little light troller, you'd be all supportive. <laughs> okay. It, like him getting shot out this of a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like, oh, that's not cool. This is
4: my point. This motherfucker has survived too much, too many times, and now he's shot out of the sea like a goddamn... I know. If
2: it was it's a lesbian to be. light toilet, you wouldn't be have such a problem with that.
4: I think you guys are confused about how easily I will stab somebody. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just
2: saying there seems to be a lot of double standards here. You put a bunch of women in a lifeboat, they flip it over, and all of a sudden, oh, you know, women can be captains. Yeah, there you go. And then this guy, just because he's not a little tiny man or a lesbian, you begrudge him for surviving. Right. no if you were a puppy i bet you'd be happy the all this but, shit happened to him
3: and right. he survived listen so seriously ladies <laughs> stop fucking texting each other it's fucking ridiculous so i don't have a microphone i don't know what to tell you so after the carpathia <laughs> arrived in new york light toller was the single the senior surviving officer
0: chuck is my
3: voice for this podcast. <laughs> that's a shame do you care to share you want to share with the rest oh. of the
2: class Tim just said you have to reduce women twice. Rescue. <laughs> rescue women twice.
3: <laughs> well, so you really want Chuck to be your voice? Because you <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> you can't even read. It's a
2: typo. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. You have to rescue women. T- you, I mean, the motherfuck- think about this.
3: You two are fucking Mensa candidates. <laughs> fuck. I'll tell you the fuck
2: <laughs> what. <laughs> uh, the fucking Titanic sinks. <laughs> put their sinks. IQs think together, they're not a Mensa candidate. The Titanic candidate. Things, sinks. You are lucky enough. To get on a lifeboat and you can't even fucking manage that. You
3: know what? It's probably one of them goddamn kids wanting to lean over and fucking tip the boat over because they want to lean over, feel the water, and do take some do pictures. Do you know? And
4: shit. No. Do you know why that boat capsized? Yeah. I'll I tell you mother. why. Uh, because p- there were women on that boat Panican. who did not have their children with them, and they were trying to get their children onto that boat with them because a mother would never leave her child on that boat. Why and why get on a boat? They, sh- they were putting women on, they were placing them. They no, were grabbing say, them no, no, and no,
3: placing
2: no, 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 them. No, 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 until I got my children All All right. me. Unless but. it's Brandy, because Brandy's going to say, hey, my kid's got a job to do here. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Noah, get cleaning up this shit. He's got now. some shit to yeah, do. You got to get some duct tape, get this Titanic put back together. We got some Let shit to do. Let me tell you, to
3: you something. <laughs> <But> Noah <laughs> has seen that goddamn iceberg. I'll tell you that right fucking now. So he's a, the senior surviving officer, and he's called to testify at the American inquiry into the sinking. In his autobiography, well, of course he had one. He described the American <laughs> inquiry as a farce due to the ignorance of maritime manners matters implicit in some of the questions. Light Toller blamed the accident on the seas. Be- this is the most ignorant fucking thing I've ever heard. Here we go. Light Toller blamed the accident on the seas being the calmest that, the, that, that <laughs> night that he had ever seen in his life, and on the floating icebergs giving no telltale early warning signs of breaking white water at their bases. But if he had listened to the other fucking ship and still, instead of trying to transfer, you know, text somebody at the other side of that goddamn Morse code fucking thing, then we wouldn't have had this problem. He
4: was sexting someone in Newfoundland. Clearly he was. And they were sending things back. I'm shaved. Is that
3: okay? <laughs> beep, 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 beep. The fuck ever.
4: Is that is that Morse code for it's, I'm shaved?
3: I think so. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Beep, beep.
4: Yeah. That's what Tim, it is. Tim, you would know.
2: I know Morse code, yeah. But oh, you know Morse code? What well, you just did was a T and an L. let me tell you beep, something. Beep beep, You've
3: heard the, beep, 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 You don't know Morse code. You've heard the third asshole theory. Like, if you know somebody who has, it has two assholes, Chuck knows somebody who has three. Right. Always. <laughs> About anything. Always you, you, you know Morse code he knows Morse code in six different languages <laughs> right and sign language so I know Morse
2: know. code for the deaf can you her.
4: sign Morse code huh can you sign Morse code
3: you fucking it it's gifted. very easy so what
2: two fingers no two fingers for for the dash and one finger for the dot
3: Oh, God, stop that. Oh, it's God, so gross. stop. So no, nasty. that's how you do Morse code for the deaf. You do Morse code on your face. Uh, he definitely defended his employer, <laughs> yeah, the White is. Star Line. So he's going to do Morse
1: code just, on his
3: face later.
4: <laughs> now, yeah, it's tougher to do it for the blind. They're going to be clean-shaped. I mean, it is tough. Well, you have to do it, why? it in their hand. Huh? You have to do <laughs> yeah. it in their hand, like
2: Only if they're blind like a and the deaf. when the braille shit comes out at the well, end. Well, yeah, I mean, if it they're blind, then you
3: just go, dee, 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 yeah. If they're blind. Yeah, but if they're Helen Keller, then you have to do it this way.
2: But then you're assuming that they know um, Morse code. Morse code, yeah. Which you do.
3: We're making it. In six languages,
2: clearly. okay. No, I know in three languages. That's uh, okay. why you got to He
3: deftly defended his employer, the White Star Line, despite hints of excessive speed, a lack of binoculars, <laughs> yeah, and the plain recklessness of traveling through an ice field on a calm night when all other ships in the vicinity fucking stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Light <laughs> was also able to help channel public outcry over the incident into positive change. See? It, he's, it, a, he's a fucking. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a humanitarian a, he's a right a humanitar- there, Jack. He's a hippie for change.
1: Yeah.
2: He's a fucking iceberg ogre.
1: <laughs>
3: yes. Uh, into positive change, as many of his recommendations for avoiding such accidents in the future, like having the fucking, not the blind guy in the crow's nest, yeah. and having some goddamn binoculars on board. So that anybody could have the key were accepted, including basing lifeboat capacity on the numbers of passengers and crew instead of the ship's tonnage, conducting lifeboat drills so passengers know where their lifeboats are, instituting manned 24-hour wireless radio communications on all passenger ships, and not letting that asshole that was on there before, yeah, he's dead anyway, it didn't matter, and requiring mandatory transmissions of (laughs) ice warnings to ships, Well, there was a fucking transmission of an ice warning. And you know what? They sit back. Fuck you. Fuck you. That's what they did. But are you shaved? What are you wearing? (laughs) It's awful cold. What are your nipples like? That's what what we're getting at here. And you know what? First of all, all these astute comments about, oh, we're outside. It's surprisingly cold. You're on the fucking North Pole, you dumb sons of bitches. How do you fucking think it's going to be? You think you're going to float by a goddamn <laughs> palm tree? <laughs> I think they were
4: prepared for the cold.
3: What? I, don't, I think the only on thing how cold it is. they weren't uh, prepared for yeah, was is it my part yet? Yes.
4: the flock of well, penguins yeah. that flew by.
3: Or the polar bear that was, the you know. Penguins don't fly, goddamn. Penguins or, can fly. They can fly a little bit.
4: They can but fly ju- 1,273 you know, miles before by. they need sustenance. There you go.
2: When is the last time Probably you ever looked up on an and said, when's the last time you ever looked up and said, oh, look, it's the, it's the penguins flying north for the winter?
4: Oh, me, personally? Summer, they don't have yeah. to. They've you ain't north. never
3: seen a flock of flying penguins. I, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an answer. <laughs> Penguin shit?
1: Oh, Penguin would shit suck. on your windshield yeah. fucking sucks, I'll tell suck. you that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: God, Mike's car
2: wash cannot get that shit off. You know, Renee went to Mike's car wash and ripped the fucking luggage rack off the top of her car. <laughs> oh my they God! Tra- probably no. trying to get off the if I have shed. to
4: hear this story one more time, I've heard, I'm just I've gonna heard it. Sh- this I've heard it. The it's luggage okay. rack. Yeah, the luggage rack I story. Are you kidding me? Every single day I talk to you for a week, you told me about the luggage rack and the sign and you called and they told you the sign was there. This is going to turn into a sign right there that
2: said not responsible for luggage racks. I told Renee, if you don't read your part, this is
4: turning into a snuff cast. Do you understand that? I'm going to kill myself.
3: (laughs) Read your part. I want to read my part. Timmy's lose, rubbing off eyebrows as we speak. <laughs> yeah, Timmy's
2: worried about three. I'm tired of going last. I get all the pressure. I get all the pressure to speed it up. Okay, I'll go 19, last. Uh, rah, 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 rah. I'm going to tell you start. In 1913, Lightoller returned to see his first officer of the Oceanic, which after the outbreak of World War One, became HMS Oceanic. They
4: let him captain another ship?
2: A warship. They
4: Good. That's so good. An armed <laughs> With merchant rockets. cruiser. Good.
2: And that's first good. officer lightsaber became lieutenant lightsaber of the Royal Navy.
3: Little Navy. finger. Little finger.
2: Oceanic was to patrol a 150-mile stretch of water in the Shetland Islands. Ah, the Shetlands. The 17,000-ton, 700-foot vessel—that's a pretty goddamn big vessel. That's two football fields. Was far too big and totally unsuited for the waters in which she was <laughs> sailing. Well,
3: uh, so it sounds like a problem. It kind of. It, it, Was it an it aircraft does. carrier?
2: Yeah, it sounds like they take taken, you know, a motorcycle
3: and run it where it shouldn't have run. I don't understand. They have the boat that shouldn't be on the water. Yeah, it's unsuited for the water. I don't know what that means. Well, oh, they got light toller in charge. He'll be all right. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: and well,
2: as a result, everybody else him, will be dead, but he'll, he'll be all right. Of a unsuitable role, she ran aground near the island of Fowler. There you go. Lightsaber was off watch in his cabin at the time. Once again he found himself supervising <laughs> and lowering and loading
3: lifeboats. See, that son of a bitch should have that shit down pat by now. But he got it fixed. Fucking loading lifeboats should be loading lifeboats should be second nature to him.
2: Three weeks later the oceanic broke
3: up in a storm.
2: He's gonna get promoted. <laughs> well, yeah, you know he is. Now, just before Christmas, nineteen fifteen, he got his own command. About fucking time. The Led Zeppelin L three one. Yes,
3: he commanded the Led, Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. I bet. Jesus I bet Robert Plant did didn't like that this at all. This was a
2: torpedo boat. Yeah. Um, for his actions, lightsaber was awarded the Distinguished Service Cross, oh, and happened? he was also promoted <laughs> to commander of the torpedo boat. Now, now he's got torpedo boat the Falcon.
4: Hmm. The Falcon? Yeah, no, they absolutely not. They not. not him the like heart. the
2: Millennium Falcon. <laughs> On April Fool's Day, 1918, That's lightsaber nickname. was Millennium again Falcon. off watch, laying in his bunk, when the Falcon, in a business. heavy fog, collided with the trawler John Fitzgerald. Yeah, it did. Kennedy? He stayed afloat for a few hours. Sinking uh, just about the same time 6 years so, to the d- well, 6
3: years to the day as the Titanic well, what i love is he's out there on deck going, all right people we've been through this <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> let's go you know
4: when i was in 5th grade i had a science teacher who i swear i thought hated me
2: uh, uh, but she
4: but, but it was weird but my point is uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. she we we built these space shuttles we were learning about space and uh she she put news. she put all of us i hate space first of all i hate space it terrifies oh me
3: here. it is
4: it, it's fake news. so she put all of us like in charge she made crews for each of the different spaceships she put, you in fucking charge? she put and and she 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 had actually had a conversation with me about uh, for some reason, I remember her having a conversation with me about um, me thinking I, d- I didn't like her or she had responded to a question somehow and she had apologized. Anyway, the point being, she put me as the captain of the Challenger. Oh. Mm,
3: that seems And
4: fitting. honest to God, I was like, I don't th- know if you Had you think been
3: Littlefinger, you'd have <laughs>
4: yeah it would have just spat me out yeah oh yeah like hot lava and I would have just landed on a a trampoline in somebody's yard and just into a
3: cotton field (laughs) you could have parachuted down it was not
4: very nice I I I took it very personally and then of
3: course
2: she did
4: and then she got upset with (laughs) our class when people started making fun of me for being the captain of the Challenger, because she said that it had been a disaster that had she had been very moved by, and it was not funny at all, and I felt very awkward and a very uh,
3: why did you blow up the Challenger? She was subliminal subliminally calling you a loser. A, a, well, no, a, a wreck. Well,
4: and you know <laughs> a what's disaster. funny? I know,
3: I know. I think so, but we should toilet paper her house. I, st- I
4: still remember her name
3: well let's facebook friend her and find out where the <laughs> fuck she is I, I can't do that well
4: i can't can I get back to my
3: goddamn story please do here? jesus know. wrap we it have, up
2: we haven't heard enough of your free associations said <laughs> james joyce <laughs> chatty challenger okay? over here. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> lightsaber was now given a new command the destroyer of gary <laughs>
3: promoted the destroyer at least you yeah.
2: finally got a destroyer
3: like a star destroyer um, on like july the 19th star?
2: they rammed and sank a german submarine now how the
3: fuck you do Did that they run into it like <laughs> ram it just mm-hmm.
2: accidentally i think in 1933 <laughs> the german <laughs> u-boat commander alleged in his memoirs that light Troller ordered his crew to open fire on the german crewmen who were unarmed in the water which is not bullshit. my problem if you're in a u-boat you're not unarmed yeah, well and
3: that's not my and, problem
2: as clint eastwood would say if you're going to be in a U-boat, you
3: should arm yourself. That's an amazing quote. Yeah.
2: Wow. Now, the U-boat captain never made any legal charges geez. as he would have been required to at the time of these allegations.
3: Because he's full of shit. You're in wartime and you're not armed on well, a U-boat?
2: I don't, was It's like was Hunt for Red relieved. October definition. This was 1933.
3: <laughs> Whatever. Okay. I don't give a damn. I, mean,
2: it's, I know it's always wartime to your tribe. It's always but, wartime. Yeah.
3: You can up. never rest on your laurels. Yeah,
2: I know. It's, uh, or your you, ass. You guys face painted today, but go. But anyway, the ramming, the ramming damaged the what? The ramming. The, the ramming, <laughs> yeah. baby. This ramming caused some damage.
3: <laughs> you you got to be careful how you ram. Well, now. he needs to be careful. He's he's captain ships that aren't even up seaworthy. Up. Well, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> it see rammed it the bow so badly. That she had to steam 100 miles in reverse, like when you
3: <laughs>
2: when, oh. when you when the transmission goes out and you can only get one gear. Yeah, yeah, I can go 100 miles in reverse; ain't no problem.
3: <laughs> but is it a seaworthy vessel? He's finally got.
2: No, he's. Oh, this yeah. is the one after he rammed a U boat. Oh, um,
3: so then he's so, got to go 100 miles. Yeah, he goes 100 miles. feet. And, and he comes. Is he so, looking in his rearview mirror the whole time? He comes out of this. <laughs>
2: Uh, as the Royal Navy, as a full commander. Now, on his return to White Star, hold on, he's now appointed chief officer of the Celtic. Jesus
4: Christ. The
2: management wanted to forget the Titanic and all those associated with her. None of the surviving officers from the Titanic ever got their own commands.
3: only three of them.
2: Lightsaber was not interested in remaining chief officer oh of the Celtic God. indefinitely, so after twenty years of service, he resigned from the White Star Line. Oh, good. He opened yeah. a guest house and okay. had some minor success in property speculations. A guest house, guest house, like bed breakfast, and breakfast, B and B, at B and know
1: what
4: it is. He
2: had a boat B and B. So anyway,
4: I can't find a fucking job. This guy's negotiating for blowjobs and captaining ships. <laughs> hey, I'm just glad. The fuck. I'm just glad
3: he got off the goddamn ocean. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? His first two bed and breakfasts for a little to
2: while. Do you know in 1929, <laughs> he purchased a discarded shipwrecked steam another one. launch with right lightsaber.
3: That <laughs> iceberg ran into his bed and breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: refitted and converted into a motor yacht that was christened
3: oh, a Sundowner
2: yacht? by Sylvia. I don't it know who it, the fuck Sylvia it is. is. A downer.
3: Sylvia was his wife. You dick. Pay attention. Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: Well, how the fuck so? Sylvia ain't in my part Sly anywhere. was
3: his. Sly was his woman. Okay.
2: Now, throughout the '30s, she was used by the used by the lightsaber for trips around England and Europe.
3: His motorboat. During the,
2: old, the early '30s, he wrote his <laughs> uh, autobiography, Titanic and Other Ships, which I have fucked up greatly. <laughs> which I've said. Which he dedicated to his persistent wife, who made me do it. I don't Books think so. Became quite popular. However, it was withdrawn from the macaroni company when they threatened a lawsuit owing to a comment by Lightsaber regarding the Titanic disaster and the role of the macaroni operators. But eventually, it came back into print. With World War II grumbling, with war war on the horizon, hold on, Jason's painting a picture here, goddammit. With World War, War II brewing, Lightsaber was approached by the Royal Navy and asked to perform a survey of the German coastline. He and Sylvia did this under the guise of an elderly couple, couple on vacation in their yacht.
3: They were spies.
2: They were. When World War II began in September of 1939... <laughs> Now, in the closing days of May 1940, Britain Britain found itself on the edge of military disaster.
3: Holy shit. The German armies
2: blitzkrieg through Holland, Belgium, Luxembourg, and northern France. In just over two weeks, it was moving like like bacon grease through a duck.
3: What? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's a thing.
2: (laughs) Allied resistance had disintegrated and some 400,000 Allied troops were trapped near the French port of... Your somebody ass. say it your ass Dunkirk. Uh, yeah a crack a book motherfucker, and you would notice <laughs> i wasn't Dunkirk. paying
3: attention to you at with all. german tanks
2: only 10 miles away british tanks the and british he just navy saw the
3: movie it's the only reason he got it <laughs>
2: <laughs> the british navy began began operation dynamo
3: oh i love that operation an
2: 11 day rescue that would save three hundred thirty-eight thousand men over the next 11 days On May 31, 1940, Lightsaber got a phone call from the Navy asking him to take the sun down at a Ramsgate, where a Navy crew would take her over to sail to Dunkirk. Lightsaber informed him that nobody would take the sun down uh, to Dunkirk but him.
3: That's true. On July 1,
2: 1940, 66-year-old Lightsaber, accompanied by his eldest son Roger and a sea scout named Gerald, sea scout what the fuck is that
3: it's people in the fucking crow's nest oh
2: okay they took the sun down stupid enough to get on a a boat with him right although the sundowner had never carried more than 21 people they they brought 130 back
3: he's like he's like the chuck of the 1920s he really was everybody around him dies he
2: was bombed and strafed and everything else but everybody arrived safely back about 12 hours after they departed it is said that when one of the soldiers heard that Lightsaber had served on the Titanic, he damn near jumped overboard. However, his mate was quick to reply (laughs) that if Lightsaber could survive the Titanic, he could survive anything, and that was all the more reason to stay. What the guy wasn't thinking was the people around Lightsaber didn't survive. Wow. Now, Lightsaber, following Dunkirk, he joined the Home Guard, but the Royal Navy engaged him to work with the small vessel pool until the end of World War II. how how'd you like to have to work with the small vessel pool, that Devil?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I worked. Uh, they actually recruited me for the large vessel pool. No, they didn't. Um, two of the lightsabers you were, on were the mini boats. Sons, two of lightsabers' sons were killed in World War II. Oh, that's sad. Well.
3: They clearly didn't have his luck.
2: And he was demobilized in 1946 at the age of 72. He went on to run a boat yard called Richmond Slipways, building motor launches for the London River Police. How was he demobilized?
3: Well, they wouldn't let him go out. They didn't. They chopped off his legs. They didn't. So there was that. (laughs) But they wouldn't let him go out person. in an official capacity yeah. on the ocean and Then he anymore. became a little person, no, no, no. and now no, you no. give a right shit about his rights. Well, now, and changed his name to Bob.
1: Yeah, yeah i <laughs> <laughs> On December 8th,
3: 1952,
2: at the age of 78, Lightsaber passed away. He it was cremated. Oh. And the ashes were scattered, and he was survived by his re- remaining s- s- <laughs> son, Richard, and his two Dick. daughters, <laughs> Mavis and
3: Marvis. What's that word? <laughs> Eunice. Doreen. <laughs> <laughs> so Dick and Doreen survived. Dick and Doreen.
2: I. Um, Timmy's wanting to get out of here. It's. Close to three o'clock. <laughs> so, He's been here since five.
4: Um. <laughs> so they didn't give him the Viking funeral he deserved. Clearly, first of all, yeah, well, because that's how. Already
2: it. chopped his legs off.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, Brandy, your final thoughts on this fucking guy?
3: <laughs> I don't think he was Munchausen's it.
4: Uh, he has Munchausen's boat masty. I, I
3: don't. I don't think that boat that's proxy. I'm I don't think it's that, but, yeah, he's a lucky son of a bitch. Absolutely. I wouldn't call him lucky. No. I wouldn't call him lucky. He was not lucky. Dude. Okay, i will call him lucky. I would not call the people around him lucky. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. He was shot out of the
2: goddamn ocean. I wonder if that was... Do they have whales up there? Probably. Because the only thing he missed was being like Jonah and getting swallowed by the whale and shit out.
4: Like Pinocchio.
3: Yeah. I I, I don't know. (laughs) Dolphins. Well... And you Dolphins. can't call no rapesies around a dolphin. <laughs> they don't fucking care. And a dolphin <laughs> will rape your ass. Dolphin. Dolphins will rape your ass. Will, I'm, not, I'm will against dolphin rape. You. I don't mm-hmm. like that. Can we just be against all rape?
2: Well, yeah. Clearly. Well, But dolphin rape <laughs> yeah. seems peca-
3: peculiar. I mean, Dolphins will just... rape anything. Anything. <laughs> and mean, they don't respect no rapesies. <laughs> they do not respect that at all. Which is I, bullshit. Oh, now he's getting pictures. Jesus I told Christ. you. Do you see somebody's teddies or snatch? Because you will. Okay. How much you paying her? Daddy issues. All right. Are we ready? Right? Let's.
4: What's you your have final
2: f- thoughts, there, Devil? I don't think he, I got I think some final thoughts like, on this. Then then me. No. Let's get on. You know what? We'd like to thank our Patreon sponsors at this at this moment in time, because we're lucky to have them.
3: Yes. In, in we line are. with
2: the in with the in line with the theme of luckiness.
3: Let's go with our Patreon sponsors, who are lucky to have. Getting the hand signals from Timmy because we don't know how to hit our. I haven't lo- If you would like to <laughs> be, if
2: you would like, like to, to be a Patreon sponsor, <laughs> you go
3: to Patreon slash History Dweebs. <laughs> Patreon dot com slash History Dweebs, you ignorant hick. <laughs> so, but the Patreon supporters that we have now, we want to, uh, we appreciate, and we want to make sure that we thank. Bridget Bernhard, Stacy, Christine Hiller, Hauer. This is in Timmy's handwriting, so I'm sorry. Cheryl Weldon, Daniel Bussett, yes. Bassett, Christ on crackers. Jen Moyer, Tommy Lane, Jason Dykes, who wrote us a wonderful script that we totally butchered. Shelly Garrett, Bridget Clavey, Brandy McBride, Jennifer Zaboda, Maggie Glover, Daniel Sweet, Amber Anderson, uh, the people that they walk among us: Lorna Violet, James Sebright, Michael Deo, Kelly Charlotte, Karen Widner, Callie, Joseph Coor, Coor yeah. Lauren Meredith, Jessica Greeno, the Pleasing Terrors podcast, Sarah, Amber Croup, Joe and Joe and Sean at the Now American History podcast. Rebecca Ozinger, Karen Alden, I I assume this is Cheryl, Uh, Catherine Richardson, Fiona, Laura O'Reilly, Christine Bourgeois, Maja, Aaron with an A, Kimberly Cameron, Elise, History Goes Bump, Amber Trevino, Annette Petray, Lise, Amber Scoville, Jahara, Alicia Mincy, Jeff and Don Chestnut, Andrew Happ, Karen Barnes, Richard Flynn, Holly Woodward, Shirley Strap, Todd Long, Lydia Fisher, Tyrone, Phyllis Munson, Melissa Montoya, Brittany Martin, Jennifer Siemens, Cindy Lou, Kristen, Heather Poole, Zachary, Canadian True Crime, Charlie and Allie from Insight, Donna, John, Sue Story, and Nene. Right. What the fuck? Fucking Rudy. Well, he's over on this side of the page, and it's really hard. Do you see this? This is what I have to work with I here. don't understand and why this hasn't been just typed Rudy. and printed.
2: And put in a spreadsheet, yeah. And put
3: in a spreadsheet. And
2: Rudy the Wonder Dog.
3: We'd like oh, to I'll thank him doing it. for his Rudy, dollar every one. month. And Fish yes. Fish. And Fish Fish. There we go. Fish Fish. All right. So, does anybody else have anything else to say?
2: Yeah, I'm goddamn hungry. Oh. Can I go get done Yes.
3: Yes, you can. So... Chuck, where can everybody find us? Fuck Come I back. Know. I don't even know anymore. I don't even know. They can
2: find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. on. That's right. We're on um, Instagram.
3: You know where we're not? YouTube.
2: YouTube.
4: I, you can find us on Instagram at History Dweebs Podcast is our handle or name or whatever
2: you want to call Facebook, it. On Facebook, you can find us on, at History Dweebs the
3: Podcast. Yes.
2: On Twitter, mm-hmm. History Deweebs One.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you can find us at. Uh, well, you can usually find the devil at um, Ernie's Bar and Grill after work <laughs> from about five to eleven thirty. It's pegs, you fucked hard.
3: All right, so thank everybody for listening, and that'll do. That'll do it.
2: That'll do, donkey.
3: That'll do. Bye bye. Bye. Good day.